Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. This is Artie's Hey Fam. Do one like you used to, what? except don't stab point, somebody point this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, what's up? Um, what do I say at the beginning of episode again? Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, fam. That's my catchphrase. We're a couple of boys making some noise with their toys. Do you know I've said Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, fam since episode do. That's amazing, Mark Marin. Like. Where's that gate, yeah. bro? <laughs> was he saying lock the gates in the, the second so. episode of, of WTF? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was. Sorry, Mark. We haven't gone back. No, you know what? He's the type of clown that deletes his old episodes. Got something to hide. He wants you to pay for him. Not us. Not the Hey Fam boys. They're all there for you. It's there. If it's you tune in now and you want to, you want to test this theory, go back, look in that iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast from. Numero uno, down the bottom there. We're not deleting it. We're not a revisionist history. Go back and reacquaint yourselves with how bad we used to be. Just, it's insane. It's like when people say, oh no, in season two, the show really finds its feet. <laughs> it's like, hey fam, we didn't know what we were. And I reckon by season two, we're now, you know, six seasons in a movie. Perfect. My name's Andy I love Levins. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Levins. My name's Angus. Every week uh, we talk about movies and TV and video games. And this week we're going to be talking about... But more importantly... We friendship? talk about each other and friendship. That's true. That's also, we do. Yeah. That Trump, Trump, friendship trumps all, which should be the new podcast info, actually, for this show, if ever we decide to change it again. <laughs> um, so, this week, we're going to be talking about... Uh, Zelda the, DLC. The new Zelda DLC. We're going to be talking about Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. He's Ang- back. Angus has seen a, uh, a certain new Marvel movie called uh, Spider-Man. I've seen it. Homecoming. Uh, yeah. Historical for several reasons. Uh, and, very uh, exciting. And uh, first of all, I thought we should talk about the television that we finally... Well, you finally watched. This uh, is the first time we've watched a concurrent television series in a very long time, and I couldn't be happier. It's, uh, it's something that we always set out to do, and then one <laughs> of us... <laughs> one of us always forgets. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Like, I'm of the theory that, and belief that if it's binge culture, I find it hard to watch shows more than one show when they're dropping week by week because I do forget certain things and I forget certain character beats and certain motives so having uh, a show to binge I find a lot easier than moving on to the next one like dusting through a book imagine like balancing three books at once it's pretty hard I do that every single week Yeah, but they've got a lot of pictures in them too, so it's easy to remember. <laughs> um, so, Download uh, serious issues. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's great. So many pictures. Um, the, <laughs> the picture podcast. The TV show we're talking about is one that's been recommended to us by a listener. Uh, shouts to Ben Zeri, who uh, on in the uh, official HeyFam yep. Hot Takes chat. Uh, basically added us. Yeah. And, and you're Slid welcome to. Slid into our DMs. We had them open for that brief window of time. Got in there. 
He was like, guys, dropped the payload and went home. You got to check out this show, Nirvana the band, the show. Uh, two ends in Nirvana. So if you're gonna hit Google, uh, you will see a a man with torn jeans and long scraggly blonde hair. He who's not alive. Uh, if you type it with one end. Switch that uh, N into an M almost. So N-I-R-V-A-N-N-A is yeah. Nirvana, the band, the, the show. show. It's uh, two Toronto kind of the Canadian comedians. boys. Uh, it's, now, let me ask you this. Were you familiar with the show at all before Ben's recommendation? Just the name. So this is a web series before. You, yeah. You've watched some of the web series? Yeah, so the web series was around, I think, five years ago. And it's quite a long transition for what I... What is a tr- normally, when you hear some of a web series, they're making it with an end goal to get a TV network show like that. Like, it happened to Broad City. You know, it happens to a lot of... Uh, it's like the new model, basically, of sure. doing shit. But to me, that that's like a, almost an uncharacteristically long amount of time, which I think is cool. Like, it shows yeah. they were happy and satisfied with what their show was. And, you know... Th- They've not lost a lot of that touch, the gorilla-ness. But um, Vice so, has picked it up and Spike Jones is an executive producer now. So tell me about dollars. Do you watch the web series? What was the kind of overall gist I saw of a bit, It's very similar. They're two guys trying to get a gig and it's gorilla stuff and shot the same way. Just probably more authentic, even though this is heaps authentic and they do maintain that they, you know... like you. There's instances where they're asked to leave venues and stuff like that while they're filming. And that was obviously a part of it. They were shorter... Um, but still very much the same. So the overall concept of the show is Nirvana the band is a, is a shitty band in Toronto with two dudes. One yeah, of them plays piano. We've never piano. heard them play music either. Like we have no evidence. They kind of they like dick around on the piano and sing like random pieces of music throughout. It's like each saying episode. you and I are professional broadcasters, isn't it? <laughs> and like all you hear is this podcast. And uh, is Jay and uh, Mike? No, I don't. Shit, we're so bad at this. <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter. There's, there's the, the one with the hat. One, and one of them is Nirvana. One. The other one's the band. <laughs> And then the guy filming, it's called The Show. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense, because he's filming it. And it's like, you know, Fly on the Wall style filming. Um, the, the, every episode starts with them, like, dicking around in their apartment. Matt and Jay. Matt yeah. and Jay. And I've seen, a, I've, I've seen Jay's film, uh, The Dirties, a few years ago. I think we spoke about that on the podcast. Mm. And he's kind of uh, made a bunch of independent Canadian cinema. And he has, like, a writer's course on his side. Like, he's trying to usher in a new era of filmmaking which I think is pretty cool of young people and helping them out every episode is Nirvana the, the band trying oh that guy's the guy alright sure yeah he's Jay so he was he directed the movies uh, the dirties and stuff and stars in it like they're all they've done a bunch of stuff I guess post the web series right yeah. and, he's, and he's the wackier one of the two they're he's both pretty the wacky yeah. but if you had to put one down to like wacky goofiness he is the one and then they don't like Elevator pitching it. I've known you've sent me a great interview with them. They did uh, with the Verd uh, with Another, Polygon. Again, sorry, another another one that uh, our boy Ben Zeri sent sent out. It's our almost way in the like chat. we don't have to do anything anymore. That's exactly isn't it? why we, Except that, we're making we, money. They out They pay it. us to to make what the show is now. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's worked for how many hundred years since capitalism's been around? I don't know. I'm loving it. Patreon.com/slash/HeyFam. Give us money to make I'm our show it. easier another for us to record. Yeah. Uh, phrase. Uh, funnily enough, we are literally a, a stone's throw from a McDonald's. Uh, shout out to McDonald's, big sponsors on the show, big fans. Big love, love my Minion bits. Love, oh, we we, we want to do it. We should do a, li- a live review of the Minion chips. Next time we record at my house, we'll do we'll go live and eat them like okay. on Facebook. Oh, I Done. love it. I yeah. fucking love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, they've pitched it as they've said it's basically Ali G meets Flight of the Concords, and Ali G, given the unsuspecting nature of you know filming gorilla shit, yeah, prank, prank. I do it as far as even thing. calling it Borat. Yeah. I, I, you know, one man's Borat's another man's Ali G's, another man's Bruno. Mixed with Flight of the Concords, which that is such a very obvious comparison, but also so tonally different, and they couldn't be further apart, despite the fact they're two white guys from a non-American nation uh, trying to get a concert. 
Yeah. So and different, like, yeah. The, the first few episodes of this new season, so there's eight episodes that um, Viceland produced. Five's um, out on SBS On Demand. You yeah, can catch if you, up if right you're now. in Australia, it's free. It's free. Um, you, you should you, be watching this. Did you, how many have you watched? Four. Yeah, I've watched yeah. four too. So yeah. You, you said watch four, and I do that. We, we, we work. They are so... so <laughs> it's like, and they're I'm, sequential as hell. They like, I binge those four, and literally the last scene is lead straight into the first scene of the next episode. Yeah. Always. It's so good. And the first episode is like them trying to get a gig. Yeah. The second episode the is they're them always trying, trying to get a gig. At the Rivoli. There's like, it's like a, and it's a completely nothing kind of venue. The Rivoli is like a pub at the bottom of King Street in Newtown. This it's is like very where centric. we record. Yeah, it's seriously like it's where we record. Bar. It reminds me of like, you know, what's that place they just turned... Remember the... um, It was called the Newtown, Newtown Social, Social Club, Club for a while. What was it before that? Um, Sandringham? Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. like Sandra. that. It's just yeah. like you can get some food there. It's very, you know... You don't want to... It's, it's no one's goal to get there. Yeah, You've no. you got to do it. It's a, ne- it's a necessity. Um, and so, like, it's like them kind of like they have no concept of how to go about, you know, getting a show and yep. antics ensue. But the crazy thing about the way they film everything is that obviously, like, when they're in their apartment, it's just them and a, and a, yep. and a, and a They're someone constantly on the breaking camera. the wall as well and talking to the cameraman and you see him in some shots as well, like, in the car next to them Yeah, and, and, and there's no reason why they're being filmed. They just no. are. And, but they have... So, technically, every- it's a mockumentary almost, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, and then everything outside of their apartment is filmed... Like gorilla style, yeah. so like no, like they basically like they they they'll, they'll set faces. out they'll set out to to do their scene just surrounded by other people, yeah, and in like, a public street and stuff. And I don't know if they've got lawyers nearby. But they're, they're, they're very um well, good for of, fair use. Vice are very good at making sure everyone signs the waivers for the potential waivers. filming that might happen. Um, this is there. actually something I've come into recently in my own job, like the fair use and when you're allowed to use media from another um, you know like the Star Wars thing for example if you're using it in a critiquing way or to tell a story you're allowed to use it but if you're using it straight up just as a piece of music with no context it's a lot harder like digital rights have changed it's kind of fascinating so they get away with a lot of that by using real scores like we've had Jurassic Park we've had Home Alone basically we've had John Williams back catalogue completely in the first four episodes (laughs) I'm waiting for Harry Potter but I guess it's not out of the realm that, that's, a, that's a big possibility. I'm I think very, it's a good yeah. possibility. There's, there's also Daredevil. Um, yeah. Is at, like, like, so the yeah. opening credits change every episode. Like One was the Home Alone startup with like the two words sliding. One was yeah, Daredevil, was which was beat for beat, beat Daredevil. It was so funny. Yeah, it's insane. And they're fucked. Like that, man, the closing of like episode two or three when uh, Jay's playing Mario Kart and yes. Max on the piano just doing every accompaniment. And I'm like, oh. Like playing all the Mario Kart 64 the, themes. Like, and dun, dun, yeah, that's right. On piano, and then the beach. Oh, it was great. It's like everything that we talk about on this show. In a way better than what way we're doing. I know, but if, <laughs> if Levin's and I were heaps clever, this is what the show. It's, with the it's so every every beat that we talk about is featured in this show. I'm watching it with Chloe, who you can hear, my girlfriend, who was on uh, the Batman. Patreon uh, commentary episode, Batman and Robin, and she was working last night uh, on the couch while I was watching it, and she was like. The show is like literally made for you. Like the Star Wars references were very plentiful, and not just like cute little nods. Like an entire episode set around watching The Force Awakens. Except uh, he's uh, <laughs> one of them's blind. Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay was only given the the the, the original trilogy. He's lied about being watched it his whole life as well. So the night before, it. he watches all three Star Wars like movies. A centimeter from the television, and then he's blind for an entire <laughs> so episode. Stupid. So it blends Star Wars and da- and Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, with like pretty good fighting scenes Great as well. Fighting scenes like, and like gory. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just I, I, like it is such a splendid, like delightful. You're never show. gonna hear that like, band. Like that's not the point of it. It's not like Flight of the Concords, which I think is a great show, but they'd have a couple of musical interludes every. You know, they're talented songwriters. 
uh, these guys aren't, obviously, and that's the point. Like, yeah. you're never going to hear it. I'm just laughing at seeing his dick on the banner. Like, it was yeah, just... That's right. It's so good. I'm just thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, again, shout out to McDonald's. McDonald's. Big fan shout of... Shout out to those minion chips. Big fan of those burgers, man. I tell you what, some days I knock off and I'm like, I'm a little hungry, but I'm also very time poor. What can I eat? McDonald's now available on Uber Eats. <laughs> it's fantastic. Come straight to your door. What's your go-to at Macca's? I'm a double quarter pounder, man. That's disgusting. Why? I don't know. Quarter pounder or double quarter pounder? Just like at two quarter pounders. No, it's not at all. Double quarter pounder is literally it's just two pieces of meat. It's not like four Call pieces of bread. <laughs> well, are they including the bread and the cheese, etc. when they're weighing that quarter pounder? I'm a McNugget boy over here. Oh, I always get a side. I never get chips. I'm a McNugget man. Wow. So much protein. So when I'm drunk, right, what I'll do is rock up to a McDonald's um, and I'll get the double quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. I'll get a Coke Zero and I'll also get nuggets, but I'll get you get Big a Coke Mac Zero because you're, you're worried about that sugar. I'm worried intake. about my weight, yeah. And I'll get that McNugget. Um, no, sorry, Big Mac dipping sauce. Whoa, crazy shit for them McNugs. Going home, I'm eating that. <laughs> you better be sure I'm getting on do YouTube. You, do you make it all the way home, or do you? Yeah, eat I'm it on like the way 100 home? meters, uh, 200 meters from a McDonald's. So, you know, you got to get past traffic. You got to. You don't want to open that bag and let the heat out, especially this cold t- part of the year in the southern hemisphere. It's a, like that, it's a good PSA. But with you know, now it's available as Uber Eats. You'd be, I know there's going to be a pathetic moment in my life this year when I actually order it on Uber Eats to have it delivered. When was the last time you ate McDonald's? Um, I've had it like twice this year. One was the morning I bought the Switch because the night before I was at a huge awards show and drank free champagne all night mm-hmm. and needed McDonald's to go to face the public at 8am or whatever to get pick up my Switch. And the other time was quite recent. It was like I was with Lloyd about two weeks ago. And we didn't eat because the big game, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, the big game was on. Uh-huh. And so we tried to go to pubs and have dinner nearby. It was impossible. So uh, I got McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> it's a great tangent. And I ordered exactly what I just said. And I was blocked up literally for a day. It wasn't even that much food. Wild. I, uh, I, I played a gig at Central Coast. Oh, wow. Recently? Um, this would have been, is it at the start of the year or so at the end of last year? or something? No. no, it was like, did like a 90s dance party there And I brought my friends uh, Critty and Flex Mummy with me um, And uh, we went up, did the gig, came back And like on the way, on the way to, from the hotel to the, to the gig I was like, shit, there's a Mac- McDonald's on the, on, the, on the road I know I'm going to be drinking those, those big beers tonight Yeah, you need that shit need, need to come back to McDonald's Got back to McDonald's, you know, three of us fucking excited What time? To eat some McNugs It would have been about 2.30 Yep And I knew it closed at 3 But here's the thing the actual restaurant itself was closed. Dude, this has happened to me recently as well. And the drive-thru was open. Huh. So, so you y- pretend to be a car or something? And I tried. I was like, can I walk through? And they're like, no, we can't I identify you. as Mater from Cars Saga and you must serve me immediately. So I flagged down someone. Oh, my and God. And I was like, can I get in your car? If I buy you your, 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 your meal, can I yeah. be in your car so I can order McDonald's? And baby, I spent a lot of what I was paid to DJ at McDonald's that night. A lot of Minions uh, dip, no, dippers were well, had that I, night. I would have spent even more if the Minion, minion dippers were available. Despicable then. you, more like. <laughs> no, despicable them. Shame on them. But yeah, that's, that's shitty See, behavior. my total would have been three this year, but same thing. We went down because uh, <laughs> we engine. knocked on the door and it was like quarter to 12 and they're like, we're closed. And it's like, look, you're not. Who's coming to McDonald's to not eat besides every heaps of weird people during the day? And probably, like, people who shouldn't be doing that because there's a playground nearby. Um, yeah, it's a problem. And, uh, you know... And we should we, talk about it. We love our sponsors, McDonald's. But also, what are you doing, guys? Sometimes we're hungry and it's late. Levin's is a car, all right? 
So uh, yeah, in, in, in short, Nirvana the band show. Watch great, it. It's free. Great you're done TV not show. to. Yeah, you're done it, not to watch if it. If you're in Australia, 100% watch it on SBS On Demand. Check out some of Jay's movies. I think I, it's available. If, if you're in America, I think Viceland shows are just streaming It's on their the website. Time. I think yeah. you can actually watch up to see episode A right now on Viceland.com. Go fucking do it. Get that VPN. You tell Kim Jong-un you don't give a shit about who's tracking her. Fuck that election up big time and then <laughs> go watch this. <laughs> um, and we'll, well, I guess we'll check in once we've watched the entirety of the season. So four, yeah. four more eps to go. <sighs> Can't wait. It's great. Love and, to laugh. And this is the ultimate show that I feel like I would have had to pirate a couple of years ago. Yeah, and totally. This is like your year. You're trying not to pirate anything this year, right, Angus? This is it. This is true. I'm trying hard not to. Uh, um, not even using VPNs to get around that. I'm just waiting and sucking down that content Australia style. Did you um, <laughs> notice, did you notice that the, this season of Fargo is on SBS on demand? Yeah, the whole thing. It's incredible. Go watch it. We're bro. starting to get good stuff now. It's kind of like it's weird. Our free to air networks are, are killing it. Why did SBS get FX? Like, is it they, they had um, Donald Glover's show a last deal. year too? Yeah, yeah, they must have struck a huge ass deal. What's but what sucked with that is we got it like four months after it. Was a thing. At least we got it. At least we got it. I mean, it. I, 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 I'd illegally downloaded it like a week before it dropped yeah. on SBS. Yeah, yeah. Still, <coughs> shout out to Bandwidth. Uh, you been watching anything else? How's Twin Peaks going? Twin Peaks is fantastic. Um, it's during a two-week, one or two-week hiatus. Thanks a lot, 4th of July. Thanks a lot, Independence. Um, so that's been kind of good because it's made me reflect upon this season. It, I, don't, I don't know what circles you float in online, but the last episode, episode eight, was basically called like the most amazing episode of television ever and by who by you oh no i was reading this before i saw it like it's a big it was a big it's very different it's like it was like an event like to me this last episode should have been screened in a cinema and then you go back and resume the series it was almost like a interlude to the series it reminds me of a film you know when you're in an art gallery and you wander into one of the video screening rooms and you've there's like something that's going on and you don't really know what's going on but you can't look away it's like this it was like that for an hour it was insane so was it plot heavy or was it just completely it was lynch heavy yeah it was plot heavy in a sense because it gave the origin of like a character that has been present since the first episode ever and explained it went it time jumped back to like 1945 okay the testing of the atomic I need, bomb I need to watch this entire it was thing, insane and it's like it was instrumental it was black and white it was like have you seen The Tree of Life or 2001 A Space Odyssey yep it was like that it's like the second half of 2001 A Space Odyssey right, on TV cool. and you're just like I don't know what's, I think I know what's going on it's, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening and it's Twin P this is the best it was incredible how many more episodes are left? 10 fuck that's such a big season yep. that's crazy it's like a 8 hour 18 hour movie he's described have it. you looked up the budget? For this season of Two Peaks? I haven't. Um, I haven't. I'd be like, the cast is huge. Like, Laura Dern was in last week's episode. The it's crazy. Laura Dern. Nine Inch Nails. Sir Laura Dern. Sir Laura Dern of Jurassic Park was in it. It was great. Um, I reckon it's massive. But Showtime's throwing so much money at and letting him do what he wants, you know? Yeah. Which is so, so good. Like, how much do you reckon uh, Stan paid for that shit? Talk about it. it's a money episode, guys. Fuck loads. Well, they've just upped their subscription fee to Stan. Oh, really? What is it now? Twelve bucks. That's so I reckon that's those Twin Peaks dollars. dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm just trying to look up the budget now. I'm very, very. I interested. love it. This is like we've now we've seen that like people Mad money. young millennials are into money saving ideas. So we're kind of slowly adjusting Hey Fam to a just yeah like you know, if you want to budget and make a, a third season of a television series this after year, twenty five years, these of are sense. these are the uh, you know the, the kind of things you need to be working towards. Yeah. Like, um, come on. I don't know. It doesn't really say. Uh, if you uh, if you were involved with this the third season of Twin Peaks, let us know what the budget was. That'd be great. Yeah, seriously, Dave, if you're listening, Mark, even, Frost, uh, hey, hell, I'll take Carl McLaughlin. Laura? Laura, 
Laura's a big fan. I know she's listening, but I know Sir she Laura. a gentleman never reveals uh, <laughs> the budget. Yeah, it's been great. And that's pretty much all I'm watching. There's, I've been getting to a podcast called Twin Peaks Unwrapped. It's kind of like if Hey Fam hosted a... Like, I, you know, when you go to get it, like, podcasts for TV shows are like zines. And I think there's some good ones and some bad ones. And there's some very... Twin Peaks is a show that garner, can garner some very serious people. But these guys are kind of like us. They're kind of goofy and they, they break... They fuck. They fuck. Yeah, they fuck. Their DMs are constantly on and off. <laughs> and they chat about Twin Peaks. It's called Twin Peaks Unwrapped. And I found it quite charming. They have, like, people who used to write the show as a guest each week. Like, and they just break down... They've had, like, 100-something episodes. But recently, they've started doing... Every episode is based off the episode. And it's been a good way. Now, I'm recapping in the last two, two weeks um, while it's off the air what, what happened and some clues I missed out on. Because it's so, like... Yeah, it's like, remember how good True Detective was when we're in its fucking prime and yeah. we're breaking down Mizon Son and shit. That's what that's what Twin Peaks is, except like on heroin. So it's even better than that, and it was like the precursor, obviously. And because yeah, yeah. Hey Fam's brought to you by both McDonald's and heroin. David Lynch and heroin, and probably David Lynch's can get you both if you ask him nicely. He would have pulled over for you with that budget. Yeah, with that budget, he's buying the McDonald's and changing the rules. You don't have to be shamed to not being a car. Angus, enough about the the, the bronze Shut up screen. About television. The bronze television. Is, is it bronze screen? Is it? Because it, it could the, be movie silver screen. The idiot box, baby. <laughs> let us know, David Lynch. Let us know what's TV. If what's TV? If, if, if movies is yeah, silver screen. Uh, don't use his last episode as the answer because you won't ever watch TV the same. That ain't TV. That's TV's HBO. changed. It's like when the Joker came to Gotham. <laughs> David Lynch just wants to watch the world burn. You know. He wants to watch Showtime's wallet burn. Yeah, if you true. get where I drift. Well, is that a... Should we jump from bronze to silver? Yeah, please. Comics? I, was, cool. I was really trying to get there. I know. We did it. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Let's speak about a classic Silver Age hero. Spider-Man. Who was Silver oh, Age, was beautiful. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 60s, yeah. Um, so, uh, I've not seen it yet. So, if you, don't worry. Well, it's not Angus, out yet. I think Angus, this son of a gun. session just ended now, probably. He's, he's, he ain't gonna, he's not going to spoil it for anybody. Zero spoilers for Homecoming. Next week's episode. We're going to break that shit down. I'm going to see it tomorrow night. Yeah. We're also going to see Baby Driver, the new Echo Wright movie next next week so yep. we could be getting a driving boss baby get behind that baby, baby man home driver it's a sequel to boss baby I've heard and it's if you thought he was funny at home wearing a suit now wait to see him go for his driving exam that's what I've heard and it looks good boss baby driver yeah can't wait as if they shouldn't be doing that shit for the sequel <laughs> and I don't know which sequel I'm talking about boss baby or baby drivers like let's talk about shared universe Spider-Man boss baby driver oh fuck that's enough to get any fat cat Hollywood exec Erect. Erect. Yes. Yeah, they're just like going, ooh, shared universe of babies. Muppet babies, baby driver. Babies day boss out. Boss baby, baby stay out. Baby geniuses. <laughs> All Did the you babies. See that? Uh, baby which one? One, two, one or three. Oh, fuck, they made that many of them. That's one Third of the one, ones. you better believe they're going to England and it's a fish out of water experience and I don't know why I know this. <laughs> Have you seen it? You just read no, about I it. Just read listen, the, listen to the podcast about it. I read the dark, dark corners of IMDb of to get casting ideas for Greenlight Boys. It's not, I've been, uh, <laughs> ASIO's trying to shut down my, you know, I've been restricted from uh, internet cafe usage or being near electronic devices several times for it. But uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, the what, 19th film in the MCU or something? And the 19th Spider-Man movie in the last the 19th, decade. The uh, 19th Spider-Man, directed by John who? That's right, John Watts. <laughs> John who's on first, John Watts on second. <laughs> John Watts, what has he done in the past? Uh, well, this is crazy. Uh, he did a horror movie called Clown where the guy puts on a clown suit and it's possessed and he also did a movie called Killer Car so kind of like Raimi he's come from like a low budget horror situation I think that was by design as well I think yeah, cool. Raimi films besides the 
the third have still such a goodwill and still appear on like many the best superhero movies um, lists. And I don't know. I think that sounds like a decision that was done from uh, yeah by design. So John Watts this is his first movie with a budget, let alone a big budget. I think. Um, yeah, like. I, you know, you listen to any Hey Fam, you know, one of the things, I love Spider-Man, he's my favourite Marvel character, always has been. You know, Marvel did that great thing of having everyday people be heroes. I think that was their kind of point of difference in the 60s compared to DC. And everything had like a science back, like, you know, every, all, all the everything crazy things that happened in Marvel could be explained with science. It could be explained and a lot of the heroes were everyday people. They were billionaires or cops or, you know, detectives or aliens, a lot of them were straight up teenagers, especially mm-hmm. in the 60s. And I think that, you know, Spider-Man's perfect for anybody going through changes and being an outcast. It's like, it's like Harry Potter, basically. It's perfect for that age. Like, if you're that age bracket. Everyone's favourite science franchise, Harry Potter. Harry Potter with <laughs> Professor Voldemort. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can we say? It's, a, it's Spider-Man. No spoilers, and, that's what. Yeah, it's, he's back in the MCU. How, I, I just want, like, your reaction to it. I loved it. I loved it. It's like... John, you know, and we've read this so many times, but it is like a John Hughes movie in a superhero spin. It's like bits of freaks and geeks, like a lot of, a lot of scenes in the hallways of high school, a lot of classroom scenes, like kids flipping each other off in it, people swearing, like teenagers. Like, it's great. Um, Tom Holland is so charming. Yep. Whether he's Peter Parker or Spider-Man, he kills it. Seeing him, like, one of my favourite things... Is, no, I'll speak about it when you see it. Okay, yeah. Don't, don't, uh, there are a few things that I've just, like... My concerns. Sure. What are your concerns? Sony being back on their bullshit, peppering, I the, peppering Sony. the music, the movie with, with shitty Sony bands on the soundtrack. Nah, it's not a thing. Like, that was like the worst part of the um, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Like it was just the, the soundtrack it's, was so um, bad. It's got a Michael Giacchino score who did Rogue One and stuff. Like it has the original dun 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 like that's yeah. in it. It's a it's a it's a Marvel score. Sure. If anything, it's a Marvel so score. That's pretty forgetful, but it's fine. Yeah, but it has the Spider-Man 60s TV show, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is cool. great. Um, it's a I, you know, there's no hints of Sony in this. So there's no massive dubstep finale like the first no, Amazing Spider-Man. No, 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 no. Where, like, it's the lizard when he was jumping. It was like big dubstep. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Electro was basically Diplo, the villain in in the sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a Marvel movie. Like it's a Marvel movie. Sony's got the distribution rights and slapping the name on the front, but you got Happy Hogan, you got Iron Man, you got the Avengers. Like they go to where the you know the, the the base is in it. Like it's you see Avengers Tower. Like it is you see you know it references the first film a lot, the Battle of New York. It's stuff in there. There's Chaturi stuff in it. It's very much a Marvel film. It slots in so perfectly. Um, is it Chid- Chidawari? Is that what Chid- it is? Chid- Chid- I don't know. Look, they were whatever they are. There's some Ultimate Universe shit that they'd. Dropped in there. They were supposed to be scrolls, basically, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Were they? No, it's They'll the ultimate version of scrolls. I think. We'll totally get the scrolls. No, there was two Ari were created specifically for the that. that oh, first, really? Uh, I Avengers thought they were movie. an ultimate. I think so. The universe. Yeah, you're the common. Let us know, David Lynch. Let us know, David Lynch. <laughs> um, yeah, some, yeah. So Sony concern. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Um, the only thing that's got me concerned, Sony wise, is this stupid ass, dumb ass talks we've heard about about the Man, Spider Man, universe Man. without yeah. Spider Man. Which is like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what they're so doing. So, whatever. I mean, Kevin Feig said that... Uh, Kevin Fieri said this Thank week, you. Guy Fieri's older brother. And I'd actually say almost as good in the kitchen from, what I, from my one-on-ones with Kev. Um, also lost his virginity to um, Smash Mouth Smash All-Star. Mouth, yeah. Yeah, played by... Oh, no. He, uh, Guy Fieri lost his virginity to, to All-Star. Um, and uh, Kevin Fieri lost it to Walking on the Sun. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might but as well at, be. At the same time, though, in different rooms. Different rooms, though. It must be stated different rooms. And one of them, like, actually Smash Mouth played live. And one of them actually smashed a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Feige said that the sequel to Homecoming is the first film of Phase 4. Right. So there's two more, at least, a Spider-Man trilogy by Marvel. And everything's changed, we know, after Infinity War, apparently. And he said this is the new status quo and it's starting with Homecoming, which is set days after Infinity War. Great. And it's good. It fills in a lot of blanks in a way. It doesn't, it's not just kind of set immediately after Civil War. It actually, there's some scenes which are set like during Avengers 1. There are scenes which are set during Civil War. And it does kind of like he fits in fine. And you can tell that this character, like you get a feeling that he's grown up as an eight-year-old watching the Avengers on TV and seeing Tony Stark. And it just, it, like, he's idolised him. Now he's, like, a teenager and he can finally... It's, it's just, it's great. And if Marvel play their cards right, and like, we've said this before, like, you can tell Robert Downey's probably going to, you know, in the next couple of films, he won't be the central figure. And they're banking on Tom Holland. He's so likeable. That's awesome. He's so great. Everything's great. Like, there's no mention of Uncle Ben. It's just, it just, there's no origin. It just starts. And it was so refreshing to see that. I just want to get that out there now. There's no. That, like, that was my second concern. Not, not doing the origin even, stuff it's again. It's in a line of dialogue where he's like, yes, it was by a spider, okay? Like telling a friend. Does he, does he say, with great power comes no, great responsibility? That's amazing. It's none of does that. Does he have like power and responsibility on. Kind like, of this tattooed you've on seen his it in the trailer, kind of with Tony Stark saying, like, you don't deserve this suit. Right. And that's kind of it. And if you look and parallel it, you go, oh, he's the Uncle Ben. It's just no reference. All you know, he lives with his like single aunt and they live in Queens and he's been Spider-Man for a while. Right. And you don't need to do it. And man, anyone, DC, anybody, take notes from this. We know how these characters... Are, like, you Google their name, you find out their origin in any wiki article and it was so cool to see a non-origin Spider-Man movie but have origin elements about him earning his stripes and stuff and what it means earning to his be. webs. Yeah, and it's cool because it's... They're kind of similar to Ant-Man in a way. It's like low-level stakes and they never. there's no beam to the sky. There's none of that. It's That's just, what all superhero movies should be. Yeah, it's I don't low care level. about the end He's of the world. He's Spider-Man. Let and the it, world end. You know, one thing, I, as a teenager, I used to... Not only was I like, love Spider-Man, but I'd always be like, man, it sucked to be Spider-Man where I lived because all the houses are so low and you'd end up scraping your knees. That's something that's kind of addressed in the suburbs scene in that's this. Great. And I'm just like, of course you can't swing around in the suburbs. And just like how hard it is to be a hero in the suburbs that and relies on that. While he's doing that, um, Ben Folds Rock in the Suburbs is playing, right? Yeah, he plays uh, Vulture's henchman. And it, yeah, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton's great. There was a moment his, in the cinema where Brick. everybody went, <gasps> like there was a twist that I didn't know. Okay, 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 okay. Say no more, fam. Yeah. Getting, too, getting too deep into it. I just it. can't wait to talk about it with you. And... It's a Spider-Man... I wish I was a teenager. That's my, my one takeaway because this would be like my favourite superhero movie. And it's so it cool to see hero movies again like set at daytime and yeah. have people like in suits swinging by and like rescuing bikes from people instead of like just stopping beams in the sky. Like I love the low stakes thing and you know, it's so good to see John Favreau as well in it as kind of like, again, maybe it was based on availability because Tony, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is busy, whatever, but there's a lot of Happy Hogan in the film which was great and... You know, it's nice to is, see is the, the guy the first who, thing he says, I'm back. He says, Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> uh, happy 4th of July. He looks down the barrel of the camera and says, Happy 4th of July. It's me, Happy Hogan. And uh, what's up, Hulkamaniacs? But it's nice to see the guy who kind of kicked off the MCU and made, you know. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the best Marvel, films, Marvel to... kind of make amends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Way. And there's even like maybe a line in the film which might allude to him being like the, the, like the guy who kicked it off. Like some respect. Like there's obvious respect to Favreau yeah, obviously, in this. When he says, I'm back. When he says, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> and then takes a, a bath in a, in a hot tub full of dollar bills. So your favorite Spider-Man movie by a long shot? Or yeah, absolutely. Better it's... than two? Well, two is great, but it's also, it does rely heavily on seeing one. And Peter Parker's trying to get married. Also, like he's old and doing job like... This guy's in high school for so many more years. Like, him getting detention and him stuff. That's what I want to see. Yep. It's great. And just, like, I love the suit. There was concerns of me being, like, oh, maybe it's too high-tech. But it's come from Stark. I love, like, all the new things it can do. And if you've read any of the recent Marvel comics, like, you know, Spidey has heads-up display for ages now. Has all these gadgets that help him. And it's cool to see that used for once rather than just the Lycra suit. Like, seeing yeah, totally. tech and stuff. and. I was sort of another guy. I was like, oh, I was a bit taken aback by the AI and stuff he has. I'm like, it's just kind of what is expected now in a, in a superhero suit, you know? Like, Ben Affleck's Batman has that shit. Like, he's got... Yeah, but it was cool. I loved it. It was very... Ben Affleck's Batman, the best superhero <laughs> rendition we've ever seen. Yeah, the only problem is I would say Spider-Man doesn't shoot anybody in this film. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't shoot anyone at point blank What's range. his mum's name? Uh, Martha. Aunt Martha. Martha Parker. <laughs> and so was his dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I, look, I can't wait for you to see it. I wish we could have seen it together so we could chat about it. I know it was under the, like, the, you know, it was a screening and it was, you know, uh, non-public screening and it was on a Sunday night. So it was very exciting. Everyone was really happy. But yeah, it was just, it was, I, I you know, I went with somebody um, who wasn't a big Spidey fan. I was just like, oh, I know you like Spidey and stuff. And that was just like, that was great. And they were, like, I was laughing out loud during it in parts. Great. And I just like seeing the high school scenes. And you can tell um, the guy who played... Uh, uh, Jesus, Genki. Sam Weir on um, oh shit on Freaks and Geeks. He wrote it, John. I did not know that. He's written it. Oh, I did know that. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, but yeah, but everyone keeps saying it's the horrible bosses guys. Yeah, but it's well, I, I know it as Sam Weir. Yeah, yeah. And he literally there are scenes like this that could be in Freaks and Geeks. Like there's a homecoming and yeah, asking people and yeah, do, it's they, great. do they dance to sticks at one point? 
Well, the th- the homecoming is eighties themed. It's oh, the late eighties themed homecoming. Holy shit! So I'll say right. too, too many too many details. It could that's be one of my favorite MCU films. Top three. Oh, that's I what think. I was going to ask. That was my final question. Yeah. Top three. I think this year they've got a. What I'm lacking is seeing them. You know, three Marvel movies this year coming out that I the you know the big guys are Thor Ragnarok, Guardians two and this, and they're all so different compared to what came before them. Is this the best year of superhero movies ever? It's the best year for Marvel superhero movies, I think, hands down. Well, I mean, also like for DC for a long time as well. Pardon? DC yeah, have sorry, Lego, right. Lego yeah, Batman yeah. and Wonder Woman as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and then Fox with Logan. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's been a great year. It's been the year. year. Yeah, no, you know what? Let's let's cast that net wider. Uh, maybe not DC so much because that was quite a traditional. Superhero movie beat wise, uh, in terms of what it meant politically, fantastic and very new. But Logan, everything, it's a year superhero movies are doing things different, and the genre I think is so established back now. Back off their bullshit. They're getting back off their bullshit, begin on a whole new brand of bullshit. But yeah, um, I really can't wait to talk about Homecoming. I don't want to say anything else, but I hope my. Well, fucking stop. I hope my adoration stop. for it fucking hasn't stop. Stop. won't affect it for you. Stop. It's too late. With? I'm going to see my with, with Bianca, my wife. Cool. Like a good husband. Well, I can say it's Tom Holland, man. What a dude. Um, oh, yeah, should I say it with Tom Holland? Go see it with Tom and David Lynch. And I know a Mac is nearby that's actually open to 5 a.m. Do they have Minions chips? Yeah, of course they do. What are they? Like, like I think they're just basically wedges, hash browns, aren't they? Minions, right. The hash brown shapes. We'll let you know when I'm live they're with They're literally you. like when people sell the holes from donuts, they're doing that, except they're calling it Minions. Thing. Donut holes are fucking good, though. Do you see the donut also? What happened to good donuts, though? You know, now they're just like no one's frying donuts anymore. Is, donuts are it's an epidemic. Now. Yeah, they're stupid. You just like they're like, like cakes. They're round cakes with holes in them, they're covered like in bullshit. Horseshit. You go there and you know what to expect. I'm calling out donut time. You suck. Uh, Dibble, please respond. Um, so that is uh, the watching component of this this week's episode. Now we're doing the playing component. Thank you so much for now, the intro. Look, I want to get something out here before we go any further. I'm a doc man. I'm a proud doc man, and. I've got Doc my Martin. Switch, Doc Martin, Doc Brown, <laughs> Doc <laughs> Strange. The second Christopher Lloyd reference. Doc Strange, shout out to Christopher Lloyd. Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Um, what's up, Oh, man, Doc? you know what's exciting? I just can't wait to see the MCU's take on Mar- uh, Spidey villains. Mm. I'm excited. And there's two post credit scenes. Excellent. So make sure there's... Mid- you said stop, cunt. No, I'm just saying don't leave the cinema. <laughs> There's a post-credit scene. Which no, is no one good. listening ever leaves the cinema. No, in, there were. in any movie, let alone. No, I mean, no one. Oh, our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So many dick flops left the cinema Fucking when the credits flops. started rolling, and I was like, "You morons!" It's a 2017 Marvel movie. There's at least five post-credit yeah. scenes. It was good. We got to see Teenage Groot again. Stop He's just, it. No, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> He's at school now. He's the new kid. And the last scene is Captain America turning around, going, "I'm the principal, Captain America. You've got to show the new kid Groot, uh, Groot around." And then Rocky, Rocket Raccoon, for some reason, is in drag, trying to get in the girls' locker room, and he shrugs and says, "Here we go again." And, and high ro- fives, Happy Hogan. And then roll over Beethoven starts <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, and for some reason, it's homecoming again, but it's the fifties. And Christopher Lloyd is there. And people of color can't use the same water fountain, and it's a big civil rights movie and they're like we've had Marvel Civil War get ready for Marvel Civil Rights and then it ends <laughs> I can't wait that's, that's just, a really good movie and that's just the first end that's credit the first post credit scene they go for four hours all <laughs> up until it's actually a longer movie than Homecoming in a way Homecoming's the pre-credits the pre-movie credit there's a great game segment so yeah. far um, love to game oh yeah big doc man so <laughs> listen you- up straight up I want to say something I'm calling out people who aren't using the switch while they travel as it is intended. Number one switch selling point is it's fucking portable. Stop trying to dock it to your hotel TV. Go outside. You're in another country. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a fad <laughs> of people that are, are trying to make smaller versions of the switch docks. Now, when someone says that, you assume the dock is huge. You think it's the size of a four-wheel drive. And you're like, oh, there must be a reason for a, someone to make a smaller version of something. 
It, no. It's the size of a book, it's, which is another thing that you can DVD travel case. with. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It weighs nothing. It's like hollow plastic. And then you, you plug your HDMI cable into it. Congratulations. And, and a power cable. That's it. And you know what? That shit belongs at home with your TV. You know, you know, you're traveling with your Switch. You're playing it on the toilet. You're, you're popping it up at a pub and you're playing Mario Kart with the boy next to you. Don't even turn your hotel television on. Get what out are you of doing? there. Yeah. If you're in another country and you want to play video games, take the Switch and yeah. go sit underneath the Arc de Triomphe yeah, and, do it. And, and play a few rounds of arms. Pay respects at Ground Zero, but also <laughs> while you're escaping that blue turtle shell. Sit on Anne Frank's bed and play a few, a few uh, Yo, laps Frank, of Mario Kart. Wouldn't you, this is heaps cooler than a diary. Look at it. You know, maybe say something like that. Too far, Angus. Not cool. Never. Not far enough, actually. <laughs> go down to Auschwitz. You find some guys and you go, look, if only everyone had switched back then, maybe some things could have been avoided because we're all bonding. We can't speak the same language, but we're bonding and we have different beliefs, but we're playing Mario Kart. Now that One, is two, far switch. enough. One, two, switch. That's where we're going. That's it. You go to North Korea, you're in Pyongyang. <laughs> Maybe they should rename it Auschwitz. Oh my god. Man, we're hitting some real lows. Is that where you're going to cut out that was, all that, that talk? No, that, no, that was the Switch oh, click. Yeah. Because so Nintendo can use that official um, grab. What we're saying is the Switch is... It's not a PlayStation 4. It's not an Xbox One. Like It's meant to be portable. It's like an iPhone or an iPad. You charge that shit up at night, boom, you're fine. Also, the Holocaust was a horrible thing that happened oh, in our history, and, and, and in no way do we uh, think it should be trivialized by video games. Not or, at all. Or all video these game things docs. were terrible. It just so happens that we uh, picked famous tourist sites that had to do with national disasters, which at the end of the day is most big tourist sites. There's been a lot of bloodshed on those grounds, whether or not it's um, remembered by the correct people, the, the people who were. What are you um, doing? Uh, Civil War. <laughs> Marvel you, Civil War. Angus has just brought, brought, he brought his Wiimote. He just plugged in the shovel attachment. He's yeah. digging a hole. I'm looking for skeletons. I'm <laughs> no, wondering. Stop. History is written by those who won. Oh, which just is, spoil Spider-Man again, please. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton's Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> the reason we've been playing our Switch a lot lately, I mean, we do anyway, but uh, the big thing that happened last week was the first release of the Breath of the Wild DLC. Mm. Um, Which stands th- for downloadable content, I think. Very good, Which is very weird because download is one word, so. But downloadable, two two words. <laughs> never, <laughs> never have I ever. Um, so uh, yeah, this is like the uh, the they, they announced long content. <laughs> They announced uh, two two rounds of DLC for, for Breath of the Wild, yeah. which is an already incredibly massive game. That it's pretty cheap, uh, it's like thirty bucks, right? Twenty dollars, twenty dollars Australian. What are you it was doing? Like 50, Go yeah. outside. With maybe the it was thirty Australian, twenty twenty American. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, so uh, cheap. And there were two rounds. One of them was the shit round compared to like the, the more story-focused second round of DLC, which is coming at the end of the year. It was like shit. So the shit round came out last week, and it was fucking great. It was fun. It's still good. I, I still haven't done it all. Um, you, you basically... The bulk of it was... Uh, whoops, shit. Throwing around the recorder. I just threw around the recorder. It's still recording, guys. Don't worry about this it. This could be a disaster site, uh, potentially, where you will come with your switches soon and Stop. play at. <laughs> um, no blood was shed here in this... I've got my this, shovel. This, uh, hollowed sports bar. Well... Yeah, wow, now I'm thinking about all the bloodshed. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the bulk of the content was like a bunch of new gear that you had to kind of like treasure kind hunt around Tyrell for. More than anything. But, but there are slight abilities with them. There's like Majora's Mask, which kind of acts as um, the mask you would use to confuse enemies in the game as to your location. Like you can walk up to most enemies and they won't notice you. What is it? There's the Fanta- They're all throwbacks to the, the major- previous the, um, the There's a Korok Seed Mask. Which, which is, is actually fucking handy. So find that one first. Here's, here's, yeah. here's, my, here's what, what you do. Here's what you do. Levin's tips. Take a photo of a treasure chest. Yeah. Then you map the sensor to the treasure chest. So whenever you're near a sh- treasure chest, instead of letting you know that, that, a, that, a, that a Sheikah shrine is nearby, 
it lets you know. So smart. Let's know that treasure chests. Treasure chests. No, just any treasure okay. chest. It lets you know that the treasure chest is in Basically, I just walked around with my magnetic mode on because they're all fucking hidden. Yeah, yeah. And I was just looking for pink things in the ground. <laughs> but I found like a whole bunch of other treasure chests on the way. Yeah. And, they, and you basically, like, yeah, whenever. So you go on, you're just treasure hunting through Hyrule. I've whenever you come near Hyrule. I've never been to in this new DLC. You yeah. Know? I'm still getting just like. Ruins. My map's completed, but I'm still getting like, you know, when the, the names actually pop up when you discover them. I'm getting a lot of that. I just avoided the ruins before because I was like, I'll go there later. I'll go there later. Nintendo must have that data, I guarantee you. They're looking at where to hide these things. And they're probably like, let's bring people back here. I liked that some of them were hidden under the remains of um, broken old um, yes. Guardians, which yeah. I thought was fucking awesome. That was funny. You had to shoot one out of water with the ice or yeah, yeah, it yeah. magnetically. Yeah, that was dope. And I also love that there, that there are like really high-powered enemies kind of not guarding, but they're just around these yeah. sites. Cause so you can either stealth past them or you Tingle's can just take really them on. Tingle's really funny. The NPCs react when you wear it. They kind of find you off-putting. And the Phantom scares everybody, especially yeah. the um It looks the dope. And it, what, what is its power? It's got like... It's high. It's like the... Um, the strength. It's like the barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's like good strength. Like it looks cool to, too. It looks dope. It I looks was like fantastic. one of my favorite things about the Phantom Hourglass and the, um, the Phantoms spirit tracks. The, it looked, the, the design of the Phantoms were and awesome. And the Midna one is a guardian um, defense. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Which looks cool. Yeah, I thought like I thought just just being being back in Hyrule and just treasure hunting and, yeah. and having no no kind agenda, of, no rushing, impending. Yeah, doom. exactly. So, so letting myself get you know lost and, mm. and getting distracted and doing dumb yeah. shit. I found like two of the um, the stars that fall down from the sky. Yeah, how good is it when you're running around and, and you see this star and you're like, oh, I got to follow it. It's so good. I've had that a few times. It's so dope. Except unless the uh, the, the the sun comes up and then it's just gone. Oh, right. That Sometimes. stinks. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's That sucks. Um, what else? I've um, And also the other big thing is the Trial of the Sword. I mean, that's, that's right. what this DLC is called. And what it is, I guess, is the VR missions from Metal Gear Solid 1 where you'd practice like room, like you're in a VR room and you've got to do scenarios. That meets um, Event Hide Island. That's pretty much it, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, they actually... Except they, you can't go... You can't save? You can after 15. Have you, have you gotten past um, level no, 15? So there's, 40, there's 45 rooms with different enemies in them. Um, and you just have to basically destroy all the enemies to progress. And it's great. You have to... It's like a Ventide Island on steroids. You're like, oh, I've got unlimited bombs. I should use those. You've got to be quiet. And it's a small space with not a lot of hiding room either. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's great. I'm going to really smash it this weekend, I think. Um, yeah. How, and, so and, you've and got it how far? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just at 15 now. So can you save after every level after that or no? I think one, if you die, you just go back to 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you Every to, time you enter it again or you have to stay in that mode? You know how you I have to you, put I'm, your not, sword I'm not sure. In? I think you have to stay, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the point is you finish 45 and it unlocks your true potential of the Master Sword. I don't know what that is. Uh, so it just means, you Does know it how... mean you're shooting beam more or something? No. So, yeah, you know that the um, the sword glows when you take on Guardians and it's 60. It deals 60 damage instead of 30. No. Well, that, it's like that, but for all enemies now. And again, you only get it to use it a few times until it... It, it, it needs it's, it's stronger, but um, it still breaks and needs Doesn't 10 minutes break. of recharge. Just needs to recharge. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I, I think that, like you know, for this is like if, if this is, if this is the only DLC, I still would have gotten it. Oh, absolutely. But, but, that, that, but in part, that's because I'm an. It's idiot. the first time there's been Zelda DLC. I'm really, really stoked with uh, with the content. I think yeah. it's really, really great. Same. I picked up um, the Majora's Mask out of the new Amiibo as well. 
uh, in I bought all form. of them because I'm again I'm an idiot. And you were the one that was saying you're not getting them. You're not I was like them. I'm not going to get any of them. And then so you said you're getting Twilight one, and so I got all of them. It's the same as um, the Smash Brothers Link. I think you get the same item. Oh, it's a much better looking it toy. Looks way better, but yeah. it, just for DLC wise, I was like, nah. Yeah. And what does the Skyward one give you? It gives you the Skyward outfit. Some shit like that. I mean, I, I, I got them because um, I went to go buy them at JV, and they were like, "Oh, these are the last ones." They're Do like, you want "Oh, all sir, three? we didn't realize like, you were back on your bullshit. Please yeah. come in." No, they know. When that, when oh, I, they know. When I walk back into JB, they're like, "Oh, back on your bullshit. I see you again, sir." There's a sign um, behind the door that actually has your photo, and it's like, if this man comes in, he's back on his bullshit. Yeah, let, let all the stuff know. Call his wife. But yeah, they, they were like, "These are the last three. Do you just want all of them?" And I was like, Absolutely. "Oh, yes, okay, sure." Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you get I'm, spooked by the rarity of them. You do. I'm now I mean, pre-ordering everything from e- from EB because I'm, I'm real stupid. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to pre-order the champions ones. I think they're so good. Yeah, have you got them yet? I might pre-order uh, them next. I pre-ordered those and I pre-ordered from? EB. Yeah, EB. Pick up or delivery? Pick up. Damn dog. I live ten minutes away from one. So. Oh yeah, I work ten minutes from. I should do that too. Um, fuck. What was I going to say? Zelda stuff. Yeah, I only wanted the Majora one because I want to get the fierce deity with the uh, fierce sword as well. It's like a costume you can unlock in the game. You also got a sword that you can't get. The one that you use to defeat Majora's Mask in the game. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm just going to go stick that up in my goddamn house. I haven't checked it. Can you use the amiibo when you're doing the sword trials? No. That would be a fun cheat. Yeah, it would be a great cheat. It's not an option in the the Sheikah Slate. So yeah, uh, like an update. Zelda, still the fucking greatest game of the year. Oh, I'm about to start playing Horizon. Oh, wow. Yeah, just because like, I've got some downtime between Zelda and Splatoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my bullshit. Yeah, I'm going uh, to be playing a lot more video games in the next few weeks, which is very exciting. I'm going to have a day at home to myself, which is something I've not had. Well, you freed up house. some time or kids at daycare? Yeah, and then my wife's about to start um, going, to, going back to school. Amazing. Because I, I just feel like a real bad guy if, I just, if I'm playing video games while I'm at home. So. It's like, you know, we're good guys. <laughs> And you do it when you've got like absolute zero down, like you've got so much downtime and all of the chores are done. Yeah. So to or, or you stay up really late and, um, and, and you become a zombie and you're a shit person the next day. It's great. It's yeah. so good. I love it. I oh. love doing that. Um, the Switch has been great though because you can play it on, on buses, on trains. You can travel. Yeah, you don't even need to get a, a little, a slightly smaller dock to, to plug you into your hotel television. The screen's popping. Yeah. The screen's probably better than most people's TVs. You're going to the Holocaust Museum? Don't bring the dock. It's don't fine. Don't bring the dock. They're not going to let you plug it in the educational TV showing the travesties of war. Absolutely no. They're going to say, no, that's portable, sir. Please leave. Yeah, or you please just sit down. Please sit down and watch and don't talk. It's a sad area. and But also, you're an idiot. That's a travel device. Yeah. You dumb egg. <laughs> you dumb egg. Um, I've been playing uh, another game on PlayStation 4. In fact, it's a PlayStation 1 game. Oh, my God. A series of PlayStation 1 games uh-huh. that just got re-released last week. Uh, the Crash Bandicoot. In- yeah. Insane trilogy. It's such an extreme title, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like... It's, I'm glad they went with it because it is like a, it was a very big throwback to the... Um, what's the villain called again? Cortez. Oh, what's Cortex? Insane come from? I don't know. Oh. Like, it's, a, it's an abbreviated form of insane. No, I'm, but where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do know that. I'm just trying to... I thought that was like a throwback. No, it's just, you know... That, 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 Are the, can I ask two questions? Are yeah. the rabbits in it and does he use guns? No, I know. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So, Crash, you, you've never played Crash Bandicoot? No, we were chatting about this before. Like, you know, and we've spoken about it. You can listen to our console episodes from about 10 episodes ago where our life is tracked with what computer consoles, video games, etc. we had. I grew up with... An, with a Nintendo loyalty and you know I still have that but now I also have a job and a tax file number so I can go buy a Sony and now you kind of have to uh, if you want to play AAA games you get the Microsoft or Sony console and a Nintendo we've spoken about this in detail back then though it was really different where most games were not 
console agnostic. You know, you'd get a game that was only on Sony. Final Fantasy, now it appears on everything, you know, it's sure. on Xbox. It's same with um, Crash now, like the later Crash has appeared on both. And, yeah, because Activision just fucked it all up. Yeah, like, especially, if, I mean, so, Nintendo's still a different beast. Obviously, they've got that first party shit, they're not popping anywhere. But you, you, you Sony and Microsoft exclusives, they're, they're very, like, there's maybe three or four a year, if that. Sony have way more than that. Microsoft have three or four a year. Yeah, but there's, there's not that many. And so, growing up, you know, as a I think 11 when the PlayStation came out, 12, 13. I, wasn't, I couldn't afford a PlayStation. I couldn't afford a Nintendo 64, but that's the one I got. So I only had like very small... I liked Crash a lot. I did at the time being proud Nintendo. I was like looking at design-wise. I was like, oh, it's Donkey Kong kind of. It's same kind of setting, an animal riding other animals. Crates instead of barrels, fruit, blah, blah, blah. But very different games, obviously. Yeah. Naughty Dog make fantastic games. This, this put them on the map. And I just didn't get to play it a lot, but I did like what I saw, and I liked that it was kind of on rails. Back then, it was kind of big. But then Mario 64 came out afterwards, and I just kind of didn't have a lot of interest in Crash. It was almost too traditional. Yeah, so, to 64 so I, I'm, I'm playing it. I, I remember the original games quite fondly, um, and uh, it was fun revisiting the first one. I think in I finished the first one. Uncharted 4. Never did two or three. Right. So, yeah, I, I played the first one, and it's like, it's... Yeah, there, there, are, a few, there are a few gripes. I'll do the gripes first. First of all, you put the disc in your in your in your machine, and I was like, "Hey Archie, I'm going to show you this fucking Bandicoot game." How, how? And he's like, "What's a Bandicoot?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but this one wears jeans. This one has cutoffs on and doesn't wear a shirt, um, but he wears gloves and cutoffs and shoes. It's very cool. It's insanely it's cool. by design, isn't it? He's like he's actively saying, "I'm not wearing a shirt." Um, but so we you know we fired it up, and um, you can play the first one straight away. But for whatever reason, the second and third ones are like. Installing when you put the disc in, and so, so everyone it said, doesn't happen on a switch. It's it comes real on a weird. Cartridge. It's like uh, classic yeah. Blu-ray shit. And so there, the, the, apparently, it only takes a minute. But at that point, I was like, "There's no timer on." I was like, "How long is this going to fucking take?" Yeah. Oh well, I'll play the first one. Um, everyone told, said that the second one is way better. And is I it want, really? Um, and it's I, known as the best in the trilogy. Yeah, um, very very few people say otherwise. Wow, because um, uh, one's pretty basic, not in a bad way, but it's very like one setting. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. The, the company that was in... I can't remember the name of it. The company that was uh, in... Because we're not the kind of podcast that looks those things up. The company that was in charge, it's like Vicarious Yeah, Media I think it's, they worked for Activision. They were hired yeah. by Activision to remake it. But so the, the original game files don't exist. So they yeah. had to rebuild these games from the ground up. And there are just things in it. And I'm like, if you were doing that, why wouldn't you make... It better? The, yeah. And so, like, the weight's different. His jump's different, and it's throwing off a lot of people. And well, apparently, because they used like the Unreal Engine or whatever, Unreal Engine curves all yes. of the platforms. Sure. And the original game has like Graphic cornered platforms. Away and you're like, Boom. Exactly. And so, like, you, I'll, I'll be doing like jumps that I swear I fucking made, and then you fall, or like you get crushed by things that you were like, you know, a centimeter away from. And you're like, that didn't I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, that would never fucking happen in a Nintendo game. And there's no like. This is like very specific, but like you know, in oh, Donkey is, Kong, this podcast is very yeah. specific. In Donkey Kong Country, when you hit an enemy, it goes, yeah. and like you see like a shockwave, like you find a flash, it flashes white, quickly, and it jumps and, off and the screen. Like, oh my god! Like fuck! Like I, I hit an enemy. Yeah. I, there was an impact. In none of the Crash games has that happened. So you just I remember that feeling, hit an enemy, and then you hit like the enemy kind of like will, will go away, or like you know you'll just die immediately. I don't, it's fucking weird, and like you don't really you're not really aware of the. It's a weird language, isn't it? Compared for platforming games, like yeah, exactly. It's something that no other There's game no does. like I need. I need it to be precise. Need when those I'm platforming. languages and indicators. I love that, platforming. You know, that you don't. That need, you subconsciously know 
that you've killed them because the information is it's flashed or it's fallen off the screen. You're not consciously going, ah, oh, that's dead. That's just an indicator. Yeah. yeah. So like the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, these are really good. They look beautiful. And I'm, I'm having fun. They are fun. Definitely fun. It's yeah. frustrating when you die over and over again on like, just like things that aren't really your fault. Like design wise. Design wise. Yeah. Like he, he's quite slow moving for quite a fast game. Like he, yeah. he's, he's, the response time when you, when he's you press Sonic, X to jump, he doesn't. Fast. Well, I know actually it, it handles like a Sonic game because I, I don't think Sonic games handle very well. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was playing it going like, fuck, I wish I was just playing the Donkey Kong Country games instead. Um, but but that's not Nintendo. You want some fucking money? Watch that virtual console, dog. Yeah, no, I was, I was in like the, the Donkey Kong Country Returns. Oh sure, on Wii, the, the on Wii, Wii and Wii U. Those those games yeah. are perfect. Like yeah. the great platformers, and they're, they're, and they're very you know they they handle very differently to Mario. They actually handle a bit closer in line to how Crash handles. Yeah. but um, uh, you know there's, there's that impact, there's a tightness that you associate with um with, mm. with Nintendo. When you fuck up, it's your fault. It's not the game's fault. Whereas I think. So many times you're like, oh, I didn't actually hit make contact with the enemy, but that the enemy's range of hit is like, you know, slightly. It's the only more headline I've the- seen about this game is how hard it is, and the dumb thing I've seen is like, are we just bad players now? But no, I think like game language changes and. You know, expectations change. Well, no. Also, I remember the um, the PlayStation One controller was like there was more like it was a D pad. It has no uh, Dual Shock either. Also, the buttons there was more press to them. They're quite. And this is again extremely. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm Angus Truscott over here, but like there's a there's not as much. There's no click when you press the the, the X button on the PS4 controller, yeah. whereas there was in the PS1. Sure. And I think that makes a slight difference. And they're analog buttons now, you know, on the PS4, so yeah, it depends yeah. on how hard and how deep you push. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that stuff. Maybe you know, it didn't have the DualShock. It was uh, just used the D-pad back then. There was no DualShock controller when Crash so, came out. Yeah, I was kind of expecting to get like really hooked on like, oh hell yeah, I'm going to finish all these games. But um, I think I'm just going. I am going to probably try and finish at least one and two. I haven't actually gone on in on three yet. Is three I will. crap? No, I think they're, they're three. The good parts of three are great, but the um, there's like racing segments. I remember being not like like I remember Ratchet and Clank last year was so awesome. Except there were a the few clank moments, the levels. Clank levels, and then there was a few racing levels that was just like, yeah. why am I doing this? This is dumb. Yeah, it is a weird kind of. You're like, you don't need it. You don't need even to replace these racing levels with traditional levels. Like, just cut the racing levels. The game's still brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like I am I am really enjoying it, but I, I think it's just you know I want to check it out also just to see if I have that fond. I know a lot of the nostalgia key is the reason why it's selling, but because I'm not really close to this character or anything, I'm curious to see how that translates. If I can be like yeah. less forgiving or more forgiving, or be like, oh, this is great, I get the Crash appeal. Well, some of the levels actually like I know really well because they used to play Crash Bandicoot on Amazing. Amazing yeah, wow. was this kids' oh, game yeah. show. Where like the bulk of the of it was like this big crazy spelling maze. Shit. It was like spelling shit. Then you would like get schools would go. You wouldn't go as a person. You'd represent your school. That's right. And then you would get like extra minutes depending on how well you did in like the educational rounds so to run around in this maze. I remember they had like Donkey Kong Country was huge on there. And then the final round, USA yeah, was. the final round was you played a video game against each other. So you would play like. You played Mario Kart was always on there. Bubsy was always on Bubsy there. Bubsy was on there. And I remember Crash Bandicoot was on there. They, they always tried to change up the console yeah. and they would give away a console at the end of each yeah. episode. And I, so I know, I, oh, I really, wow. I remember a lot of the levels of Crash 1 That's and Crash really Bandicoot 2. Not just from playing them when I was younger, but also from watching them on, on uh, kids' game shows. Um, so there is like, yeah, the nostalgia plays a massive mm. factor. And, and I, I'm, I'm very curious if you haven't played or have any re- reference point for Crash at all. Mm. And you go back to these games. I wonder if you're just like if you're enjoying them. Yeah, because uh, like, I, 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 a lot of people that we that we are in our Hey Fam group um, are like, "Fuck you, stop talking shit about Crash." I but grew up with Crash, and like I always saw it like you know not in a bad way, but it was a follow up. 
Mario did Mario Kart, Crash had Crash Team Racing. They're, they're very different games. No, so but I, I think, mean, like, yeah. it was a follow-up. It didn't invent anything. Right. It refined yeah. certain things. Yeah, for sure. No, I'll Though, you, you know, it did, it did invent the on-rail 3D game, I guess. Yeah. And then, Not then, invent, but it popularized My favorite it. version of that was the uh, Futurama game on PS2. I yeah. really loved that. I it was that. Like, that was pretty much all Crash rip-up stuff. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I was saying how, how much I wanted to play the Donkey Kong Country games. Which um, games? The Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, is, yeah. Like, you know, that's what it makes me feel like yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's definitely better than uh, DK64. Yeah, that's like, that game was just <laughs> odd. It didn't even seem like a Donkey Country game. Donkey yeah, Kong yeah. Country game. It just seemed like there was characters that had never appeared. Like, man, Donkey Kong 64, why wouldn't you use characters that you've met in the other games as the people you could pick? It just Ray, like Ray just loved making new new characters. Donkey Kong is fucked. End of story. Yeah. Also, like, it's not a good game to play either. No, it was just a collect-a-thon. It was trash. And the, the, the platforming sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It was a weird misstep from Rare. But yeah, so like the, the platforming in Crash doesn't suck, but when it sucks, it's the fucking, it's so frustrating. It's not like, oh, I've got to get good. And it's all about like so many like boss battles and, mm. and it's all about memorizing things. So you die repeatedly. Boss baby battles. And then you, go, you get back and you're like, oh, okay, I know he's going to be there at this point. And there is a degree of that in other platforms yeah. for sure. Mega but Man and... And, and most Nintendo Mario. games too, like you know, like and, and, and you learn patterns and stuff. You learn patterns, but it's not as much as this is. This is like you actually have to die a few times so you then sure. remember, go back and remember the pattern. Yeah, and, weird. and do it properly. And there is, you know, a lot to be said about gameplay. Big like question: that, What's the cultural reappropriation like? Uh, Are having a lot of voodoo-y and more? And at one point, Crash dies and he like floats up to heaven. But every now and then, he floats up to heaven and he's playing a didgeridoo. Huh. He's Australian, I guess. Yeah, He's a I, so that made me a bit like, oh, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Weird. Yeah, but um, I look, look forward I, to playing it. I really I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah. Also, um, and you're going to hate me for this, but the same day that the big uh, update for Zelda mm. came out, we also got a big update for Magikarp Jump, baby. And Tell me uh, more guess about which it. one I finished first. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where your priorities lie. <laughs> Did you jump? I jumped. He oh, jumped. baby, that fish jumped. He jumped. I love he that game. I, I love that game. Oh boy, it, it, about to jump it. it. Speaking of weird, odd things that I'm just forever addicted to it's it's such a weird thing to check in back on each day yeah it's your bullshit and you're back on it every time you wake that up well fam that was a very fun episode we covered many many things and next week it's all about movies if you don't like video games and you just suffer through the video game talk don't worry fam or if you play video games and made by Hideo Kojima and you play them to get to the movies in the games (laughs) you're gonna have a great time Uh, so yeah next week it'll be all about amazing what's it called Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Baby Baby Spider Homecoming and Boss Baby Driver Boss Baby Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us online. Hey fam. Yep. Uh, or you can just see podcast uh, at gmail.com. At the IMAX. We're watching Cars 3. Not not the Inhumans movies. Gone for my 12th time now. Uh, it gets better every time. Has Cars 3 even come out yet? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's just um, not on our radar. Um, Who's radar? Is it on? No. Not, Two is, year olds. Is, is radar literally a character in, Probably, in Cars? Yeah. yeah. No, Radiator Springs. <laughs> That's the name where it's set. I, I just know that and I've only seen it once. Um, so uh, yeah, you can find us online facebook.com slash heyfampodcast um, and you can join us on Patreon and support the show and it's allow exclusive us exclusive content exactly, exclusive content and we'll make even more of it the more of you sign up we're actually going to record a commentary very soon that's right for a Hulk Hogan uh, movie that you can vote on if you head over to our Patreon page patreon.com Free Ninjas is winning still patreon.com slash heyfam uh, choose the next movie that we do a commentary for uh, join the heyfam hot takes chat for just $4 a month and get uh, hot takes from us and many and other very cold takes from uh, certain other podcaster <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find us online individually uh, twitter.com slash chimichangas or at levdog l-e-v-d-a-w-g on Instagram well, and if Twitter if you're in uh, old Sydney town say uh, eight, 871 George Street you'll find us at the sports bar that's right enjoy your morning fam see you next week hasta mañana
Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Hey Fam. If you're not completely sick of my voice, why don't you go and check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called The Mitchin and is all about the Sydney food and bar scene. And the other one is called Serious Issues and it's all about comic books. If you uh, get angry that Angus and I don't talk about comic books anymore, it's because all I do is talk about comic books at Serious Issues. So go there instead. Uh, you can find both of the podcasts on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and for your support. And I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.